Hi, this is Kara Swisher, and I want to talk to you about my new podcast for The New York Times called Sway. If you want to know what people who hold power in our world are really all about, you need to hear how they answer the tough questions. And that is my specialty. And although it might get messy, as it always does, it's also going to be really fun. You can get Sway wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are available Mondays and Thursdays. Welcome to the Trampoline Hall podcast. I'm your host, Misha Globerman. Trampoline Hall is a lecture series that takes place in a bar. People give lectures on all kinds of subjects, with the one restriction being that they can't lecture on subjects in which they are a professionally expert. And then after each lecture, we take questions from the audience. We've been doing this show for like 15 years. I'd say like 15 years, exactly 15 years. And it was not our intention. Like when we started off, we didn't think we were going to be doing it for 15 years, but it, we somehow never stopped. It's become this kind of uh, institution almost in Toronto, I think. We have sold out every show for 15 years, and like millions of people have taken part, as literally I think a million people now have lectured. Um, and people have taken part in all kinds of ways. So the um, the show is really old, but the podcast is really new, and we're, we are just learning what it's like to take this live event and send it out to like people who aren't there. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can find us on Twitter or on Facebook or, or on the web itself and all these ways. It's, it's Trampoline Hall. We're easy to find. If you have comments, if you have thoughts, if you have questions, uh, please get in touch. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. That's our call to you, uh, the audience. But now let's get on to the lecture. Um, I should warn you, uh, it might contain mature language because it always, always might. Uh, even the, t- the title, in fact, is Letting My Balls Drop. And the lecturer is Mark Slutsky. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everybody. I, uh, I wanted to talk about harnessing the power of the unconscious mind. And uh, specifically how I tried to harness the power of my unconscious mind and how I failed spectacularly. Uh, I sort of picture my unconscious mind like a giant bakery, a big industrial bakery with a little shop out front. Uh, Mysterious things happen in this bakery. There's uh, machines going and gears turning and employees running around. And I'm not really sure what's going on in there, but every once in a while, uh, they'll deliver a little pastry or a a loaf of something to a little shop out front where a a hapless employee tries to sell it to passersby. Now, in this analogy, I am the hapless employee, uh, or at least myself, my sense of uh, Mark, who I am, and the industrial bakery is is my unconscious mind. And I don't really know what's going on in there, but occasionally uh, they give me something to, uh, to, to deal with. Um, and, and like a bakery, it usually happens overnight, and I tend to wake up with either uh, an idea in my mind or a pun or a, a solution to a problem. Frequently, it's a bad pun, um, but sometimes it's like a big life thing. Like uh, uh, last month, I, I woke up and I realized I had to leave my job of 10 years. I was a, a film critic for a Montreal newspaper, and I liked the job very much, but uh, my unconscious decided it was time to go, and it, and it was the right decision. Uh, and I'm very happy that I did. Nothing against my old job. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I, even the idea for this talk really kind of came to me that way. Uh, there was a going away party uh, for me from this job, and my boss had instructed my uh, now former coworkers to try and get me as drunk as possible because that was that's sort of his thing. And, uh, and, and they did. I was the only one. It was a Tuesday night. <laughs> and I, uh, I got home, and I fell into a sort of... Uh, 
uh, fitful sleep, and I had this dream that I was walking around New York City with my cat in my arms, desperately looking for a glass of water. Because you know how it is when you, you go to sleep and you've had a few drinks and you get really thirsty, and, but you can't wake up enough to... Anyways, I was, I was woken up super early, unexpectedly, by the Hydro-Quebec uh, guy, the power company, uh, who was there to install a new uh, power meter. This one is digital instead of the things. And, uh, and as I stood there, totally hungover, in my underwear, listening to him drill and scrape and like put this thing on, I started thinking about that idea that you can get ideas uh, in your sleep. And I thought, well, m maybe I can harness that power somehow and sort of more consciously, uh, let's say, order the pastries from my, uh, to, to just, you know, overextend that metaphor completely, uh, from the bakery. And, and what that led me to was thinking about how Einstein, Albert Einstein, I guess I have to say, uh, <laughs> which other one would it be? Uh, he used to do this thing, and it actually might not have been Einstein, because I, I mentioned it to Sheila, and she thought it was Salvador Dali who did this. So, and I googled it for five seconds and couldn't find anything, so I just decided to say both. Uh, so when he had... Uh, a, a, like a particularly difficult uh, physics problem uh, or art problem, if it was Dali. Uh, he, he would do this exercise where he would sit in a comfortable chair in his home and he would hold a, a ball in his hand and he would sort of... That's a, was it Edison? I don't know. It was a smart guy, whatever. Uh, so he would sit there and he would, he would, it would usually be at night and he'd let himself drift off into what is called the hypnagogic state. That is the state somewhere between wakefulness and uh, sleepfulness. And uh, he found, and I find this as well, that it was a very sort of useful mental state when you're trying to do some creative problem solving. The only problem is like, if you've ever gone to sleep and... Uh, or gone to bed and had an idea and thought, this is a great idea, I'll remember it in the morning. You never remember it. So his trick was he would hold the ball, and as he would gradually lose consciousness, he, his hand would relax, the ball would drop to the floor, and the sound of it hitting the floor would wake him up, and then he would write it down. So that I thought would, that would be a great idea. Uh, and I thought I would do an experiment on myself where for a couple of nights running, I would try that and see if that helped with my life at all. Because I'd left my job, but I had taken on a lot of other responsibilities and jobs, and all, there was all just a bunch of shit uh, that I, you know, there was a lot of knots that I had to untangle. So I thought I would do that experiment and see if doing that would allow me to access my unconscious mind, and in doing so, uh, you know, help me uh, with the, these problems that I had to solve. And just to say it, it didn't, and I failed, but I'll tell you how. Uh, so. <laughs> I, I, went to my, I, I went to my study and I had a comfortable chair there. My study, whatever. <laughs> uh, the room in my house. Uh, and I have a comfortable chair and I don't really, I, the only ball I found in my house was a pétanque ball, which is like a boshy ball. It's like a heavy, very heavy metal ball. And I thought it would dent the floor or break my toe. So I found an empty tin of Altoids on my desk. So I sat down and, and I sat there holding the tin of Altoids and I, and I tried to let myself go and and uh, it was difficult because, you know, I was trying to uh, be self-conscious and, and observe myself thinking at the same time I was trying to be in a state of kind of unconsciousness. So it was difficult. Uh, and uh, the whole time I was thinking about the tin and whether I was going to drop it or not. <laughs> but certain images did begin to visit me. Uh, at one point I kind of thought I was in a jungle uh, with a, a tribe of 
people who were like, trying to abandon me. I guess they were trying to ditch me. Um, at one point, I thought there was a dog like, in my room coming up to my face. And um, I didn't really get anywhere on that first go, except for those sort of random images. But it was, it was only 10 p.m., and I usually go to bed l kind of late, so I thought I'd try again in a few hours. So a few hours later, I tried again, and again, I did get some things, images, almost hallucinations. But I found that they were mostly, instead of you know, great ideas or, or solutions to problems, they were mostly just sort of almost collages of uh, things that I've been thinking about or doing in my everyday life. For instance, at one point, I thought I was on an exercise bike, riding really fast, while a rabbi in like full Hasidic uh, regalia stood, like, stood next to me and, and egged me on, while, also while holding out a tray of chocolate cake, like kind of squares. And, uh, and I had asked, the, I, and I, I think I remarked to the rabbi that the reason why I was doing so well on the bike was because of the cake. And the rabbi said, it's not the cake, it's your soul. And I don't know, somehow that uh, is a perfect distillation of whatever I was preoccupied with that week. Um, so I did that, I never actually, I never dropped the tin that night. So uh, I went to bed and I thought I'd start again the next day. And, and I did, and again it was, frustrating. Uh, I felt like I was sort of diving, I felt like I was sort of swimming in an ocean of consciousness and I would, I would dive down and, and grab something from the deep and I, I'd swim up with it and as soon as I got to the, the surface where I could see it, uh, it had dissolved in my hands. Like it, it seemed like any thoughts that I had at that point were made up of the same thought material as dreams. You know, dreams are just impossible to remember. They, they just like, they, they fall apart like wet newspaper. So, I don't know, I kept trying. I, uh, I even brought out the batonk ball at one point and tried to hold, but I was just, I, I, I just couldn't figure out how to hold it and I was pressing against the thing and it was, it was, it was just terrible. And I was laying there all night and I tried lying on my couch. I was up to like four or five in the morning doing this. And I got frustrated because I wasn't getting anywhere and I thought, okay, I'm gonna try a more direct approach instead of trying to like mystically meet my unconscious mind um, in like a, a friendly space. I will give it an order. Uh, I will order up a pastry if you will, uh, and I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give it a job to do overnight while I sleep. So I thought, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my mind produce a, a dirty limerick for me while I sleep. And I'm not a limerick guy or anything, but I just thought that would be, I don't know, I just thought that would be good. So I went to sleep and I was like, limerick, 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 and I woke up and I just felt like shit. Like I was, I felt hungover. My brain felt like exhausted. And I ran to uh, my tape recorder and I just sort of like blurted this thing into it. And I'm just gonna say right now, this was not a gift from my unconscious mind. This was just me desperately trying to salvage this experiment. And, and what it was was like the, the saddest, most desperate, pathetic limerick I've ever heard. And uh, you've probably ever heard. And I. I have it here. Do you want to hear? And I was very tired. I'm just going to say all this right now because hopefully you can hear it through this thing. It's really bad. I'm actually embarrassed to press play here. There was a young boy named Peru who didn't know what to do. around all over the town and 
didn't know what to do. <laughs> so bad. I didn't even know whether I could go through with playing it for you. But... It's like, that felt like a very intimate something. Um, thanks. You shouldn't applaud that. Anyway, uh, and I, as I stood there, like, completely humiliated and ashamed of myself, uh, I began to realize that the entire premise of my experiment was false. Uh, I can no longer harness my unconscious mind than, than a, a sock puppet can harness the hand inside it. You know? Or a shoe can harness the athlete wearing it, if I be so bold. Uh, because but my conscious mind, uh, it occurred to me, is just a sort of layer between uh, myself, or my, my unconsciousness and the rest of the world. It's just like the guy out front. Um, it's just like the, the, the schmear on top of the bagel of my mind. And, um, and that any attempt to, to harness it was uh, foolish and, and doomed to failure. And as if to... Uh, drive that point home, uh, my mind then gave me the worst migraine of my life and it lasted three days. Thank you very much. Mark Slutsky, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Trampoline Hall Podcast. I'm Misha Goldman. Up next, for Q&A. Are there, are, there, are there any questions? I'm assuming the woman who's had her hand up since before the lecture is even <laughs> over might be a good no, selection. No, it's an easy question. Right. Um, I don't know if I missed it, but you said you quit your job Yes. Because of some feelings? Well, <laughs> everything I do is because of some feelings. But, uh, did you wake up having a dream or did you have some sort of waking feelings? I had like thought about it a little bit over the past year and then I woke up one day and I'm like, I was like, fuck, why did I have to do this now. You know what? Like, you just know. Uh, but you think it was because of the sleep you couldn't have had that in the afternoon? The question is, you couldn't have figured that out in the afternoon. You have to be asleep to know. You could, you're yeah, no, I don't think I would have come to that conclusion just like rationally. I think I needed to wake up knowing it. But could you have had it irrationally in the middle of the day? Could you have it oh. irrationally? Wait, in the middle of the day while he was awake, you mean? Yeah, yeah. So you could you have had that irrational? Can you have an irrational, a usefully rational feeling while you're awake? Is yeah, that the, there, there is a situation where that's possible, and that is when I'm taking a shower. For some reason, sometimes I get an idea of doing that. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm not totally. I'm glad that, I'm glad that satisfied you. Um, uh, did you have Did you have a question? Yes, you, sir. Have you considered therapy? Have you considered therapy? Uh, no, for what specifically? <laughs> like for the stuff I'm talking about, or does it just seem to you that I need it? Communication with the employee at the factory. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, maybe I would have, but like I said, I think it's uh, that's. Uh, the employee doesn't need to know what's going on. Like, just sell the pastry. And they hate that. If you, yeah. if you went to a therapist and you were like, I'm trying, I feel there's a really good dirty limerick somewhere in yeah. me, but I need you to That's help me get it out. That's something I would consider. They're going to be like, but yeah, it's not what they studied yeah. for. So, so you're happy. So you're happy in general with that relationship where you're like, you don't have to go visit the factory. I'm resigned to it. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, yes, you, ma'am. Yes. Um, I'm just wondering, because the rabbi came to you with pastry. Yeah. If that metaphor was already in your mind, or... it wasn't at that time. But maybe it was going on in the fact. You know, it, it could have been somewhere. Something was happening with that. But yeah, good. 
Good uh, so, so just to be careful, so those who didn't hear the question, you didn't have the factory, the, the bakery metaphor of your unconscious before the rabbi no. showed up. Okay. So I'm not right. sure what the cause or effect was. So there. people, for people who are like, oh, the baked goods represent the unconscious. No, they couldn't have yeah. at that stage. But maybe the they did. I don't know. Maybe they did already. Yeah. So it's not, my, not mine to, 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 to venture against. Uh, who knows? Only, yeah. inside, only inside. Only inside. Maybe I'll there. wake up and look Okay. Back. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I pointed at your head when I said that. I now feel, I now feel bad about that's that. That's usually where it happens. <laughs> okay. I just I felt weird about it. Um, yes, you, ma'am. Yes. Um, if your narrative were a short story, what would the moral to it be? What's the moral? What are what are the young What are the young people to learn from your? Don't Don't fuck with the bakery. Very awesome. Yes, you, ma'am. Right, so what makes you think, for instance, that the, that the, the rabbi by the bike with the baked goods, like, how do you know it's that that's a very good question. Success? I think it was a failure because I was looking for something else, and I think maybe they were successful in a way uh, that maybe I was looking for the wrong thing, and maybe the image of the rabbi with the, the cake was, you know, something I should be content with rather than, like, a little limerick uh, <laughs> to tell my friends, you know? So yeah, I think you're, you're right. Were you expecting a limerick the whole time? Not, not specifically a limerick. I just wanted something good. I don't know. Something like uh, an idea for a thing. I don't know. I don't know what I wa- See, that, that was the whole point. I wasn't, I wasn't really sure what I was looking for. When you, when you, when you, describe, when you talked about, just about the rabbi, like when you, when you, describe, when you said about the, the thing about the rabbi with the baked goods and the exercise yeah. bike, you were like, you perceived that by saying, like, I was hoping for interesting things, but all I really got was just collages of my real life. And then you gave us that image. And is that image in some way like a collage of what your week was like? Yeah. What happened? So- I, had, uh, I, had, I had gone to meet this rabbi. Okay. I had, and he, uh, this Hasidic rabbi, because I'm, I'm working on a, a, a film about a rabbi, and so I went to meet this guy, and I went to his house in Cotonej in Montreal, and uh, he was a wild guy. He has his own clothing line, inspired by... I'm not kidding. Inspired by Ed Hardy. Um, he's an, he was an ex-volleyball player. This rabbi was very much you know, in my mind. Right. At the time. And chocolate cake always. It's just always. Uh, <laughs> exercise out of preoccupation with, I don't know. Whatever. So it was just like, it was just sort of like, if you had like a to-do list of like things to think about, it really would just be like rabbi yeah, exercise Yeah, it was just cake. like, oh, this is what you were doing this week. Like, let's put it all together. And, okay. Yeah. okay. All right. Uh, yes, you ma'am. Do you actually wake up with puns? Do you actually wake yes. up with puns sometimes? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I... I can't think of anything... Sp- like, now I'm blanking, but like, some t- I'll just wake up with the stupid... Usually it disappears, but like... Does it, That's my process. Is it a real pun, though, or is it, like, is it like you wake up with like what you think is a good pun? Like when you're stoned and you have a really good idea and you're like, oh, that's no, that doesn't make any sense at all, or you're just like, oh, that's just the car. I've just invented the car. I'm like, you know. I think, uh, I think it would depend on your sense of humor. Right. So if, you're, if your target audience was people who had just woken up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're like that. Or, or were falling asleep. It's a sleep. You could do, if there was like, if you could do like nap time. Yeah, exactly. At a, at a place or like a really late. Enter, entertainment for drowsy people. <laughs> Great. Okay. Okay. Um, yes, yes, you ma'am. Yes. So you, you seem very certain that your Peruvian literate about not knowing what to do was something that you just generated because you wanted an answer, but really disappointed if you found out that that was what was being baked back there? Oh, so you think, so what you want to is, so, so you think that that actually is, like, that's the best thing they've got in a bakery, is like a limerick where do and do rhyme. 
and you think so you think that, that, that he's hope he thinks they've got something better that they're not giving him but that actually is like fresh out of the that's it that's what they've got it's a horrifying possibility <laughs> <laughs> Do you, have you thought about that <sighs> I've thought about a lot of things uh, that is possible that is possible we, we can hope that there's something better there than just like a mis- uh, yeah do or do do and do rhyme and it's true. It is one of those. It is part. Of, it is part of the assumption, and it's an assumption that I think is a common one. Is that somehow deep inside of us, there's this part of us that's like, like smarter, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like oh, on the outside, I'm, I'm, I don't seem that smart, but inside, there's this thing that's like just solving like a physics problem every yeah. half minute. Like and if whole, I could like just, we only use ten percent of our brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that ninety percent is not just like you know whatever regulating our, our heartbeat, <laughs> but is like you know unifying the fields or whatever. I, I have to believe that I'm actually smarter than I really am. <laughs> Just to keep going. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, anything else? Uh, oh, you're, you're pointing at someone? Yes, yes, you, sir, yes. Uh, so it seems you, you said it was experiment with the ball, and you used, on the one hand, a dangerously heavy ball, and on the other hand, an object which, if I understand correctly, is not a ball at all. Is it possible <laughs> that there's some object which is a midpoint between those two things? So maybe you just didn't drop Good the right question. object. I didn't have time to mention it. But at one point during my sleepless night of experimenting, I, uh, I, I filled the Altoids tin with different uh, combinations of coins to try different weights. <laughs> and it didn't work. Oh, no, and, but at one point I actually did drop it. Um, I didn't mention this, but at one point I, it actually did drop. Dropped once. And I woke up and I was like, dropped. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? Nothing was there. There was nothing. <laughs> it's nice to think that the only thing you would think is like, oh, what's that? Yeah, yeah. Like every time you're like, oh, I dropped something. I, I did it. I did it. Uh, dropped uh, something. Uh, I got nothing. Yeah. Does anyone know? Does anyone know whose idea, whose thing that is? Like, is it Dali? Is it Einstein? Does anyone know? I thought it was Edison. Someone thinks it's Einstein. Who do you think it is? Margaret Thatcher. Are you just saying that because you like to yell Margaret Thatcher in a crowded theater? Yeah. Okay. Good. I th- I, I bet it's totally apocryphal. That would be my uh, my guess. All right. right. Uh, yes, you say. Yeah. I just wonder if you could hear the limerick. You'd like to hear the limerick again? Do you guys want to hear it? I mean, it's not so much a question as a request. But do you want to? Do you guys want to hear it again? Really bad guy. Why do you? Is it because you felt that on first listening that there were subtleties that you might have missed? Like, are you like, you're like, you're like, I want to sort of, I want to hear the beginning, knowing how it ends, because I think that that'll show more. There's stuff. There's things I might not have caught. Sorry to make fun. Of no, no, no. It's you should make fun of this. Right. What's the guy? Before you play it, I couldn't hear so much. Was the what was the name of the main character, of the protagonist in the limerick? Peru. Peru. His name is Peru. <laughs> I didn't even come up with a name. <laughs> like a, a country. Alright, okay. Okay. You're not allowed to laugh. <laughs> there was a young boy named Peru who didn't know what to do. Would the fan have to turn off now? around you can hear me thinking all over the town and didn't know what to do <laughs> so bad so bad you know there is the saying that it's always best to end on a limerick so yeah. maybe, maybe we should do that classic yeah ladies and gentlemen Thank mark slutsky ladies and gentlemen
Trampling Hall was created in Toronto in the 21st century by Sheila Hetty and is hosted by me. Uh, this episode's lecture was chosen by Sheila Hetty. The podcast is produced by Josh Block. Our theme music was composed by Matt Smith. Trampling Hall is a sumo audio podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook and the World Wide Web. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, you can really help us out by leaving a rating or review on iTunes. That really helps us out a lot. Uh, I am Misha Globerman. Thanks for listening. Thank you.